Hello guys, I Ishwarya Gupta. I'm back with fifth episode of my podcast season one, Make a Change. My guest today is a business transformation consultant and the founder of Master Talk, a YouTube channel. He started to help the world and master the art of public speaking and communication. A warm welcome to Brendan Kumar Sami, and I know this is gonna be an exciting conversation with you because. You're gonna be really telling us the secrets of how you master public speaking and what can we do to speak flawlessly without any hesitation. So very warm welcome, Brendan. Of course, thanks for having me. Thank you, Brendan. Tell us, you are uh, you are currently a business consultant at IBM. You help clients transition to better technology and help with HR solutions. to help them to do the business better tell us what was going on in your mind to choose this field as your career yeah absolutely so when i started at in university i was really drawn to this idea of being a consultant at a company because what consultants do on a daily basis i should say is they solve people's problems and i love solving problems i love working on interesting things So when I had the opportunity to join IBM as a consultant, I couldn't say no. So for the past two years, all I've been doing essentially is working with clients across different industries across the world, whether it's Switzerland, you know, the U.S. or really any other country, and finding better solutions for clients. So it's it's been a lot of fun for sure. Awesome. So Brendan, you use the platform YouTube to host your free programs to help the world master the art of public speaking and communication. What exactly do you offer to your audience? How your audience can enroll in your programs? What are the offers they will have? Yeah, absolutely. So, so the reason why I started Master Talk was when I was in university. I used to do these things called case competitions. So think of it like professional sports, but for nerds. So other guys my age were, you know, playing cricket or something. I was using that same competitive spirit, but in this idea. of how do i present better and how do i do these competitions better as a group so what happened in 3 years i showed is i presented 500 times i'd coached dozens of people on public speaking so by the time i had graduated from university i was very good at public speaking and the idea for master talk came to be because i realized a lot of the content on the platform was really bad so i started making videos in my mother's basement and then one thing led to another and here we are today fascinating i think brendan i know a lot of people who really are confused how to answer the questions without any hesitation or how to be more confident on camera so what do you suggest them how to o- overcome this stage fright yeah absolutely i should i think a great way of starting this conversation off is where does the fear of public speaking even come from You know, I've been on shows in New Zealand, Japan, India in this case, and we all seem to be scared of public speaking, but we don't really understand why. So let me add some clarity to that. So the clarity is simple. Where do we give most of our presentations to begin with? And the answer is school. Whether it's high school, college, university. This is where we learn all of our presentation habits. This is where we learn how to speak. And what we realize when analyzing all of this is that wait a second, all of the presentations we give are not optional; they're forced. We don't wake up one morning and say, "Hey, Ashwarya, do you want to present all day?" That doesn't happen. We don't do that for fun. 
So instead, we're sitting in high school together. The teacher does three things. One, we have to present a topic we don't care about, or it's something we're not passionate about. Two, we're presenting to students who don't want to listen to us because they're worried about their own presentation. And number three, teachers. Teachers are very well educated. Teachers are great, but teachers are also very stressed. They have a lot of students to push through their classes. They don't have time to coach us one on one. So with all of these things happening, teachers too stressed, students that don't want to listen, topics that we never get to pick, this behavior gets repeated in everything that we do: French, sciences. English, languages, music, gym, on and on and on. We're taught to believe that public speaking is a chore. It's a responsibility. If we're at school, it's tied to a grade, and if we're at work, it's tied to a promotion. And if we make a mistake, we get punished for it. If it's at if it's at school, we get a lower grade, and if it's at work, we don't get the promotion we want. And that's the issue, and where the fear comes from, Ishwarya. Because if we can live in a world where we were taught that public speaking was a cool thing, that it was beneficial, that it helps us make a difference in the same way that you're speaking really well on this podcast, it allows us to share our ideas to the world. So the key to mastering stage fright is to change the perception of public speaking and to understand that the fear is not our fault, but rather the fault of the system in which we grew up learning the skill. I totally agree, Brendan. Secondly, Brendan, a lot of people think, and actually, it works as a myth that introverts are not good communicators, as compared to the extroverts. What are your views on this? Is this actually true? Yeah, it's definitely a great question, Ashwarya. So, so one way to think about this, because I hate this, you know, the whole introverts are bad speakers thing. We're on the same page, in the sense that, well, if If a, a girl in high school does theater, does it mean that all girls in high school who do theater are extroverts? That makes no sense, right? There has to be some introverts who do theater. So the argument that introverts are bad speakers is just wrong. And I actually made a whole video just on this topic, but I'm happy to share on this podcast. So there's three things that introverts do better that extroverts do not. Number one is they know how to listen better. Someone like me was very extroverted, as you can probably tell from the show. I talk a lot. I'm always talking, 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 which means I'm not paying attention to what the needs of my audience are and how to best serve them. Whereas an introvert who spends more time saying nothing, well, they have a lot, an easier time to listen. Number two, silences. Pauses is the key to mastering public speaking, but pauses is also a challenge for extroverts like me. Once again, I love to talk. If there's pauses in a speech, it's hard for me to keep those silent. Whereas an introvert can learn pauses much faster. It's a lot easier for them to do that because, well, they spend most time saying nothing, anyways. Number three, polarizing speeches. What do I mean by this? What I mean is, if you're an extroverted speaker, a group of your audience is going to love you, and another group is going to hate you. And a good example is Gary Vaynerchuk. So Gary V is a very big speaker in the world, and he's very aggressive in the way that he speaks and how he is on social media. So there's a group of people who look at him and say, "I love Gary V, and I'm definitely one of those people." And then there's another group that say, "I hate this guy." But if you think about introverted speakers like Susan Cain 
uh, Brene Brown or some examples that come to mind, or Yuval Harry, who's the author of the book Sapiens. They're all very introverted speakers, but nobody says, oh, Brene Brown is a bad speaker. Nobody hates on introverted speakers. So basically what I'm saying is that introverts are much better speakers than extroverts. The key is are we willing to learn from the other person? If we're introverted, can we learn from the extrovert? And if we're extroverted, can we learn from the introvert? It's by learning from both sides that we become world-class. Hmm, agreed. So for most of the speakers and YouTubers in this industry, I think the most important thing is voice modulation because it just draws, draws the attention of the audience many people lack in this very thing what tips you would like to give so that one can improve his or her voice modulation yeah absolutely i should i think the way that i think about voice modulation is i don't recommend this for beginner speakers voice modulation is an ex- is, is a very difficult topic to master and i do have a video on the subject that you can watch for free on the channel but the idea that you want to keep in mind is that the voice that you use drives the emotion that you want your audience to feel so if i use an example right now there's different ways i can modulate my voice to signal different emotions like so sadness happiness anger and excitement so notice how in those four different voice modulations we could tell the emotions that i'm trying to project but this is also very difficult to do for beginners so what i recommend instead is you want to practice one presentation a hundred times something that you care about something that you want to share with people something that makes a difference so in your case Aishwarya, make a presentation on your own podcast and share it with other people in your in your cities and the people around you and you'll get better over time and then once you master public speaking, then you can start to master voice modulation. I totally agree with you, Brendan. Brendan, you are a successful and a confident YouTuber. And you upload awesome stuff every Sunday. So as a well-known YouTuber, what suggestions would you like to give who are planning to start their own channel or who are new to this field? Yeah, so my number one piece of advice for YouTube is you need to figure out if it's for you. And what I mean by that is, you know, some people are meant to be professional athletes, you know, sports players. I'm not one of those people. Some people are meant to be engineers or doctors. I'm not one of those people either. And some people are meant to be YouTubers, which I believe I'm one of those people. So what's the difference? How do you know if you're someone who should be on camera? My advice is very simple. You post a video tomorrow with your phone without any editing. And if you could do that every week for eight weeks, then you should take YouTube more seriously. But if you can't even post a video every single week, then you won't be able to be successful. That's why most people give up on their channels. So for me, when I started YouTube, and you could look at my old videos, my first couple of ones, there was no budget. It was me and my, like this very podcast, it was me in my basement. You know, I had a phone and I started making videos on it with no lighting. And then over time, I just got better on camera. And then I went professional. But that's not for everybody. I think the recommendation is you need to start something tomorrow and see if you're willing to do it every week because most people aren't. Brendan, our audience would like to know the biggest challenge you have with your specific role right now as a YouTuber. And how are you going to overcome it? 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I think the challenge with YouTube is it's a very long game, in the sense that as you, like now you know I have, I have a pretty good subscriber count, but like the first year was a struggle. Getting your first thousand subscribers on YouTube is inferno. It's really difficult, and then after things get better later on. And another challenge I could see is consistency. Showing up every week on a YouTube video is a lot harder than I thought it was. So what I did to overcome this challenge, I should say, is I actually write my content years in advance now to make sure that I don't have the stress of posting every week. So now I have content until 2022, which is in a long time. So I'm not stressed anymore about the content. So my advice for people is you need to have a clear reason why you want to be on YouTube. And the best way to do that is to figure out who you're trying to help. And if you're very specific, like for me, like if I use you as an example, Aishwarya, you're the perfect person for my YouTube channel because you can't afford like the rates that I charge my clients in the US, but you're also somebody who's hardworking, who wants to learn more. So I think it's a shame that people like you don't have access to free public speaking content because everyone else on YouTube is in their 50s. How are you supposed to relate to them? Whereas I'm t- I was 22 when I started Master Talk. So my goal is to help every single person like you look up to me as somebody to learn public speaking from. So I have a very clear mission. And if we all have that clear mission, it's much easier to post constant content uh, consistently and regularly. Awesome. Thank you so much, Brendan. That was very, very inspiring. I know there are lots of YouTubers, experts who really need to be confident and they are definitely scared and that is why they are not here. So thank you for sharing wisdom. I'm sure a lot of people will get really inspired by your story. Take the next leap of confidence and start a new journey full of communication and get their wisdom out of the woods. Thank you so much. Guys, don't forget to visit master don't forget to visit brendan's youtube channel master talk for more awesome content and tips to be an advanced public speaker link is the is in the description below hurry sus- subscribe his channel share with everyone we will we will again meet in the next episode of the season make a change share the episode to help your near and dear ones to de- deal with the fear of public speaking Don't forget to follow the show to get notified with the latest episodes. Thank you so much for listening us so patiently. Of course, my pleasure.